Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. Ben Rogers in studio with two of our finest in Putnam County. The Emergency Communications 911 Director, Miss Penny Forster, and the Assistant Director, Mr. Josh Womack. How are y'all doing this morning? Wonderful. How are you? I'm good. Thanks doing for, great. Thanks, thanks, Ben. Yeah, thanks for being here. Haven't had y'all on. I'm excited to have y'all on um, and, and talk about 911 and emergency services and, and the Emergency Communication District. But before we get into all that good stuff and, and you know, kind of behind the scenes of how 911 functions in Putnam County, well, about anywhere, I do want to talk about y'all because, I you know, I, I know y'all are well known in the community, but there may be some dirty secret i'm just kidding <laughs> there may be some cool information that people don't know about you all and i, I like to start with background so i'm gonna start with boss lady if that's all right we all go for <laughs> it penny so i i've never asked this i've known you a long time i've been on the 911 board now for i don't know seven eight years maybe somewhere in there. Right. i don't know something like that so we've been on a little while but i've never asked you about your background and i i know you came from ems and, and moved in but you know where, where'd you grow up and all that so were you born and raised in putnam county no i'm actually from white county okay see didn't know that so i'm from white county um lived up around the fairgrounds in white county when i was a kid and then in about sixth grade we moved up to um close to the airport in one of the subdivisions up near the airport so we were kind of halfway between sparta and cookville but i never really made it to cookville that much when i was a a late teenager, probably early 20s, I went to EMT school and wanted to work at Putnam County EMS. I'd done some writing there, and it was just a fun place to work. It seemed like they had they had a lot of fun. And I wasn't able to get hired at that time because at that time you had to live in Putnam County. I didn't live in Putnam County, didn't really want to, you know, you couldn't really get an apartment without a job, mm-hmm. couldn't get a job without being over here in an apartment or something. And uh, this is the only place I wanted to work. So I I got into the factory life for a while, and I've told my dispatchers over the years, I've I've told them, I said, everybody needs to work somewhere else before they come to 911, because I believe that it makes you appreciate it more. The people who are coming just into 911, Mm -hmm. you know, you might have some that, you know, especially toward the end of the work week, you know, we do seven days on, seven days off, or seven nights on, seven nights off. And so toward the end of your week, you might be getting a little, you know, frustrated with with what you're having to deal with. And my thing is, go do a factory job for a while. It'll make you appreciate the greatness of this job. I love doing this show because I get tidbits like, like that from mm-hmm. smart people. I, I, <laughs> I think I've maybe thought about that before, but never expressed it. And, and uh, you know, it's it's good to work somewhere else before you mm-hmm. find, you finally land your dream job, your mm-hmm. career, right? Yep. So that makes a lot of sense. So I know, uh, Josh, that you were born and raised in Putnam County because I used to umpire T-ball. Yes, sir, you did. Uh, and all good. And y'all were running around and your brother, brothers, I should say, uh, playing t-ball and uh, of course had your dad and had, had built a relationship there when I was doing that and I was an umpire there and my brother and I had a few p- parents and coaches that didn't like us too well <laughs> but I, I would say this uh, Mr. Bruce always took up for us so but I know you're born and raised here but tell me a little bit about growing up uh, so you know unlike you know Penny I, I grew up in Putnam County grew up in the emergency services with dad working for uh, EMS when he first started out and then the fire uh, department at Cookville. So, like, this was kind of what I always wanted to do, something in the emergency services. Um, I did the volunteer fire department thing for several years and then, uh, you know, worked retail, worked landscaping, did all kinds of things, but uh, 
was fortunate enough to to be hired part time back in 2009, and then got the offer for a full time position, um, and not look back. Love it. So, and and I, I love that part of it, and we're going to get into. Because y'all have had previous career, y'all have had other careers in public safety before you landed at nine one one, right? And so I want to talk a little bit about that dynamic because some of our our constituents, our citizens in the county and across the state, kind of think everyone everybody's connected, and we are in a way. But the funding for nine one one is completely different than what you see at EMS or the or at the, at the fire department or at the sheriff's office. You know, the county does help with nine one one services. But it's not like fully funded by EMS, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, before I get into y'all's careers there, I do want to talk about how 911 is funded and how that operates and how we're – it's not – and I say we. I'm on the 911 board. <laughs> <laughs> so when I say we, I'm talking about the 911 board. I'm talking about the commission. Um, so how, how is that dynamic, Penny, with the funding for 911? How, are, how do y'all keep operating every day? So 911's funding is mostly – from your phone surcharges can be cell phones your home phones business phones whatever Um, just recently within the past year or so the surcharge was raised from a dollar 16 per device per phone or whatever up to a dollar 50 that it wasn't that much of a difference for people to see on their phone bill each month but that has been huge for air 911 funding and for everybody across the state of tennessee um, that money all goes into the state 911 board, and then they divvy it out percentage-wise to each county. So each county, based on your popul- population, gets a certain amount. So our amount that we get is like $846,000 a year for that. Um, no, that's what we used to get when it was $1.16 per phone. And then now we get like another 300000 But... That money, you know, it's not like, okay, we know all these costs for everything's going up due to inflation. It doesn't matter. That amount doesn't change. Right. That amount's pretty much going to stay the same. So you've got to figure out, okay, we know all of this is going up. We've got to have this. Maybe we don't need this other thing as much. So you you really got to deal with your budget. So very good point I'm going to make. That's, and that's a great point, but I want to follow up with that. You know, we've said, and I think we even said in our 911 board meetings, we had the census back in 2020, right? It was delayed some because of COVID. We didn't get in, we didn't get the numbers till August of 21, I believe it was. And people, some people in the public think, well, the census don't matter. I don't fill it out. Well, this is where it matters, mm-hmm. right? Our population in Putnam County determines how much funding we get from the state for 911. Mm-hmm. And so I try to encourage people, regardless, to fill out that census. All you got to do is say how many people was inside your home. You don't have to fill out your social security number, your bank account. You don't have to fill out this person. You just say, how many people's inside your home? This is how many's here. And that way, the state and the federal government know exactly how many people we have in the county. I think our census come back over 79,000, and that's nowhere near close where we're at. You know as well as I mm-hmm. do. We're at least about 83,000 probably. And so we miss out on some funding, right? True. And so I don't know how to fix that other than doing a special election or special census, which costs money. Um so I guess we're going to wait again till 2030 uh, to see what the census brings in. But do they do? Does the state take a guess periodically on our numbers, Penny, for 911 funding? Do you know on population? I really don't know. I don't know if they do or not. I'm going to find that out. I, I want to know that. So I will say that the county does contribute uh, to 911, and, and we have an agreement. And there is a state law once. 
counties uh, contribute funding to 911 districts that they have to continue, right? There's mm-hmm. a maintenance of effort. You have to maintain that effort mm-hmm. to fund. And so our basically we give you money to pay for half of the dispatcher salaries. Mm-hmm. Just uh, the dispatchers, not admin. Yeah. So the county does participate in funding, and the board uh, uh, every year asks for that funding, as they should. And then the county does their thing by contributing every year. And, of course, counties do it differently. I don't know. Uh, you know, some counties just give a set amount. Mm-hmm. Here's our contribution to you. You do what you want to with it. Yep. But we have a structure. Yep. And I don't know. Was there, a, was there a purpose for that? Do you know back in the day when we decided to do that? I mean, that's been going on for a long time. This would have been back in the day when Randy Mayor Randy Porter was the 911 director. So this would have been from, you know, way back in his days. Um, and I, as far as I know, it's just so that the – you know, the county can help out because there's no way that 911, we can't stretch the money that far. And luckily, we have an excellent working relationship with the county. We do. Uh, open lines of communication uh, at our 911 board meetings. We have Mayor Porter there. We have city mayor on the board. Uh, we have other law enforcement and public safety people usually attend our meetings. So it's, it's a wide range of folks involved, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's very important. So where did you start out? in public safety, Penny, uh, in your career? So I went to EMT school back when I was a late teen-ish and couldn't get on, so I did the factory life. And then later on, um, I was probably mid to late 20s, I, I really wanted to get into it again. So I went to EMT school again, got my life, because I'd let it go run out the first time. So I went, got it again, and then I was able to get a job part-time with Putnam County EMS. Mayor Brandy Porter was the director at that time. They were located over on Carlin Drive. And I worked there for a couple of years and then as part-time and then was able to get a full-time spot. Did that for about 10 years, and then I just needed to get out of the lifting. Yep. And I'd been dispatching part-time all through those years, so I, I, got, I went into dispatch full-time then. So you had, you had dispatch experience along with being an EMT. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that actually probably helps you right mm-hmm. when you're thinking yep. about the process and how that works josh uh, where'd you start out in public safety so i started out uh, pretty much right out of high school and joined the county fire department which was all volunteer at that time um and really enjoyed that and and did that up till uh you know about 2016 um but the reason i got into dispatching i was sitting at work one day at a retail job and i was like you know I need some extra cash. I need to pay some debt off. <laughs> so I called them up and was like, hey, you need any help part-time? And, and then um, director, uh, or I guess assistant director, Mike Thompson, said, yeah, come on. Come by, see what you think. And uh, enjoyed it. And then uh, kept working there part-time until 2011 when I was offered a full-time position. So I think it's important um – for listeners to know, our leaders of our 911 uh, district have went up through the ranks, right? Y'all have taken mm-hmm. those calls. Y'all have dispatched and, and been on, I guess, the front lines of, of the emergency calls coming in. And I think that experience is value, right? Truly. So how many dispatchers do we have right now? We have 16 full-time slots. We've got 15 of them filled. We have one opening. How many do we have when y'all were dispatching? Do you remember? Two on each shift, and then they added a third one, a, a power shift, from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So between those times, you would have three dispatchers. So significantly less, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about that evolution when we come back uh, after the break. Here on Local Matters, this is Ben Rogers. I have with me Miss Penny Forster. She is our director of the Emergency Communications uh, 911 District, as we call it here in Putnam County. And then Mr. Josh Womack. 
Is it Womack or Womack? I'm, I'm just going to get it right right now. Womack. Womack. I've messed it up both times. I was worried about yours, and then, <laughs> so it's Womack. Mr. Josh Womack, uh, and I knew that. But anyway, they're on the show with me at Local Matters. This has been Roger. We'll be back after this break. Just a moment. I'm sorry. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers here with Miss Penny Forster, 911 uh, director, and Mr. Josh Womack. Womack. Just call him Josh. Um, he is the assistant director for 911. And so I'm on the 911 board. I've been serving with these folks for a while. I love them dearly. That's why they're here. Great information so far. Penny, we were talking before we left, and Josh, we were talking about dispatchers and the evolution of the staff, right? Mm-hmm. Back when y'all were there, there was two full-time during mm-hmm. the day, and then it's evolved now mm-hmm. where you, and, and I want, to, want you to get into that, but how, so what was the need of, of growing from two to now where we're at now? And we said two was the beginning, but I remember back in my early days, there was there were two during the day, but then one of them would go home at midnight, so you would only have one dispatcher on duty between midnight and 6 a.m., Made it a little difficult. Yeah. So, I mean, when when they're when they're taking a call and another one's coming in, how does that work? Just have to wait until they they can get to it. Just yeah, finish up with what you're doing. Go to the next one and the best you can. Best you can. But we really don't have that problem now, do mm-hmm. we? Because we're we're to the so I want the public to understand the the county and and the nine one one district has gotten to a point where we're we're pretty much fully staffed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I know you had a vacancy. We're going to talk about later, but. How many do we have now during the day and at night? We have at least, we've got four during the day, so four between 6 a.m. and and really 7 p.m. And then we've got um, on one shift, they've got three overnight, and the other one has four overnight. So we've got that one open shift. That'll make us four on both night shifts. There are times when four people aren't enough. But, you know, we're doing pretty good with four for right now. Yeah, and so and, and as, as you said, there's a good relationship between the the 911 board and you all and the county. Mm-hmm. And it's my job on the 911 board and and the mayor's job to communicate and you with the county about the needs. And I think the county's done a pretty good job meeting those needs, right? I, I don't know if there's ever been a time where they just said no, Penny, we're not going to help you out. Uh we can't afford it. Uh, you you and you've been modest on your request. Mm-hmm. You haven't asked for the the moon, right? But we're at a point I think we feel comfortable with we can answer the phone calls. Mm-hmm. And so do we ever answer calls for another county? Oh, yes. Absolutely. So what, what happened? I mean, why, why, do, why does that happen? Why are we taking calls from other counties? So it could be that they're, um, they've got so many calls coming in that they can't answer, and so they'll overflow to us. Or it could be a problem with the, the, uh, the phone system, and everybody kind of has an agreement that's like, hey, if our phones go down, will you answer them? 
and, and we've got that set up with folks as well. So it could be a number of things that would cause that, but we are happy to, to answer other counties. Other counties are happy to answer our calls. Yeah. Um, we all work together pretty well in that aspect. Yeah, and I, I've seen it happen too. It's an interesting dynamic going over to the office. First time I ever went – it's like it's so dark in here. <laughs> These dispatchers are sitting in what I think is the dark, but what they're used to. And um, the operation is so good. Y'all do such a good job with the equipment and keeping everything up to date and, and the efficiency over there. And so when a call comes in, when somebody makes a 911 call, and it's actually an emergency call because I know we get calls about power being out. Mm-hmm. Still get those calls even though we advertise. Not as bad, but we, we still get a few. Get some. So when you actually have an emergency call, what is the process is when that dispatcher answers the phone? So the first thing we want to do is confirm their location. That's the most important thing because you can't send help to anybody if you don't know where they're at. Uh, so you find out the location exactly what's going on what's happening right now why did they call what what services do they need go ahead and get that unit you know whether it's fire police ems get those people on the way and then get some supplemental information from them uh, name phone number in case we need to call them back get disconnected um, any past medical history that may help us out so just just basic info. Right. And so um, I know there's training, and we won't get into the details of training, but when somebody gets hired as a dispatcher, how much training do they go through? There's like a 40-hour a basic dispatch class that's required by the state of Tennessee. We teach that in-house. Somebody getting hired as a dispatcher at Putnam County 911 doesn't have to have any training at all, any experience at all in the dispatch field. We do all of our training in-house. Um, and... Dispatching is not for everyone. You know, you might think, whoa, that sounds like a cool job. I think I'll go do it. But then you might get there and think, ooh, I don't want to be taking these phone calls. It's a high-pressure situation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's high stress because of what's happening. on the other. Mm-hmm. They're not calling you to talk to see how your day is. They're calling no. you with a problem, right? So it's never – I guess the initial call, it's not a. It's not something that you think of being good. The initial call is somebody needs some help. Mm-hmm. We usually get calls from people on the worst day of their life. Yeah. So, you know, and some of them, some of them, a lot of them will break your hearts. How do you, how do you handle that? I mean, how, how do you, how do you, how do you deal with it? Y'all been doing this for years and y'all do a great job. How do you handle that? You, it's of course highly recommended that you do find some way to deal with it. That's not some, you know, detrimental thing to yourself, you know, like don't get hooked on alcohol or drugs or something to try right. to drown it out. Um, find healthy ways to, you know, try to get some stress out. Have people you can talk to. But then even that in our field, you got to be careful what you say because, you know, there is confidentiality. We can't go out and say, oh, we took a call from so-and-so and, you know, here's what was going on. Right. You know? So uh, in the last few years, has the turnover been high because of those situations? I feel like when every time we have a board meeting, I don't feel like there's a lot of vacancy. Mm-hmm. I feel like y'all have a solid staff that stays. So that speaks to volumes mm-hmm. of what y'all are doing. But it, to, to, I guess traditionally, this dispatchers would be a high turnover rate, right? It's it's known to be a high turnover rate, yeah. And we've got an awesome group of people, and you know they work so well together, and and they're all there for each other. Yeah, um, I know y'all are a very close knit group, and the the dispatchers is the core of it, right? Mm-hmm. But we have used director, we have used assistant director, Josh. Y'all sometimes have to step in and take calls, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all still Absolutely. go into into the room and take calls. What other staff does nine one one have besides you two and those dispatchers? Is that it? That's, That's it. it. That's it. So who who handles all the IT stuff? 
Who handles all the, the, the complicated issue? Computer screen goes down, phones go down. How does that work? Josh is able to get some of it going. <laughs> and then we also have, we've got the Putnam County Technology Department. Yeah. So and, they then, are, and they're housed mm-hmm, right there right in, in the, the building. building. So it's not, and I think that was strategic, right? Mm-hmm. Mayor Porter, then director of 911 and EMS, was thinking if this IT department, of course, he was director of IT too, mm-hmm. right? He, had, he, came, he wore many hats. He was thinking strategically, this will be the best place because obviously you're mm-hmm. the most, uh, I guess, in need uh, service that we have. Time in the sensitive. Time, time sensitive is a correct way to say it. And so you have support. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a good board that supports you. We have, uh, is it nine members on the nine board? Nine members. And I really wanted to have a chance to brag on our board members. Have at it. Because our board is different than that of a lot of other counties in Tennessee. We have an awesome 911 board. We've got. You know, well-respected people from many different fields. You know, they bring each of them brings different experience, different wisdom to our board, and it's just a great group to work with. Who's the longest-serving member? You you know, off the top of your head, I do believe that it's Randy Shelton with Charlie Cobble coming in a close second. So Randy's our vice chair, mm-hmm. uh, and Charlie's our secretary, mm-hmm. and then of course Mr. Bob Duncan's our chair, and he's been there. Oh gosh, I'm not sure how many years, but he's. He's been there a long time, too. And the, so the experience is there. And then um, we've added, um, who's our latest one? Uh, Randy, Randy Carlisle. Carlisle. Mm-hmm. So that's the newest one we have. And that was probably, what, two years ago now? Maybe just one. Maybe one. Could okay. just one. Time's run together. We've also me. got Jerry Mason. He's our treasurer. Yeah. Miss um, Sandy Martin. Jerry Abston, former sheriff. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to go around the table. Who else am I missing? Got Ben. Mayor Wheaton. Yep, Mayor Wheaton. Of course, she's our newest one, actually, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. since the election last year. So the reason I bring that up is the, with exactly what you said, the experience. You have a former sheriff. You have former commissioners with, with Bob and Jerry. Uh, you have our city mayor. You have uh, someone at the hospital. Bank you, experience. Bank experience. You've got all these different uh uh, personalities and all this uh, professional experience, and that helps you all. So, this has been Rogers here on Local Matters. I am with Miss Penny Forster and Miss Josh Womack. Mr. Josh Womack, Sorry. I'm getting better. Golly, I'm getting better. You got it. You'll get it by the I'm, end of this. I always embarrass myself in the show with, with pronunciation. <laughs> um, and we are talking 911 here in Putnam County. We'll be back after this break. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers with Penny and Josh. How about that? From <laughs> 911, from 911 uh, Josh Womack. I'm, and Penny Forster. Yeah, there you go. Penny's our director. Josh is our assistant director. And we're blessed to have them in Putnam County at our 911 district. We're blessed with actually our employees and the dispatchers. As as we said, it's a high-stress job, but they're trained very well. Y'all put them through good training. Y'all are a very good support system. Uh, and just thankful that y'all are here to talk about 911. So we talked a little bit about technology last segment, but what what has, what's changed out there that's helping folks uh, with their with calls in or maybe some knowledge that's, that we're providing with it for them? So technology, you know, it's just like everything else, and technology in the 911 field has definitely evolved um, greatly over, you know, since its inception. Um, but, you know, there are apps out there now that help us, and we actually get those in the 911 center. Um, there's an app called What Three Words. So What Three Words, uh, basically the whole globe is divided into little sections. Three-foot squares. Three-foot squares, and they uh, – there are three unique words assigned to each square. Okay. So no matter where you're at, you can have that app and be like, okay, my words are tennis, dog, and... Peppermint. Pepper, yeah. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's just whatever. 
you can type those in in the 911 center and get that person's location within a three foot by three foot square. Wow. Um, we also, you know, um, the text to 911, that's something that people have heard about forever and, and it is available. Um, so if, if people can't call for whatever reason, they can text. Um, that's something that's come a long way. We've heard about that for years and we were like, yeah, that's going to be cool. And now that we've got it, it's just another tool in the toolbox. So Penny just pulled this up beside me and it looks like the three words right here at Stone Calm is Rob's stale and paintbrush. Is that what that says? Yep. And that's just for right here, for this spot right here. And the, if you go in studio, another office, yep. it's going to change. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now this, the big thing that, the biggest advantage that you could get from something like this is what if you're out kayaking or you're out mountain climbing or hiking or something and there are no addresses nearby. So you call in and you're like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm on the Caney, you know, the calf killer somewhere, the Caney Fork somewhere. I don't know where. I have no idea. You know, and, and that's a high stressful thing in the dispatch center, just trying to figure out we can't help somebody if we don't know where they are. So we need to encourage everybody listening to download this app. And it's got it's Absolutely. what the number three, not spelled out, but just the number three. So what three words? I'm going to do that when I get out of here. I should have already done that being on your board. <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself. That's awesome. That's really good. Um, and, and, there, and we've had cases where that has helped. Oh, locate folks. Yeah, I'm sure. And and you mentioned the the rivers and the parks and all the stuff because we've got all that around mm-hmm. us, right? And so and and actually a lot of that's outside of the Putnam County lines. But as you said earlier, y'all are working with other county. I mean, how many calls do y'all get from from a st- like Cummins Falls? Do y'all get those nine one one calls, um, or do they go to Jackson County? Or no, is it both? We we've actually got some from Cummins Falls, um, especially back during the floods. What mm-hmm. was yeah, that, three or four years ago. Yeah, we got some calls from down there. Of course, um, Window Cliff. Window Cliff and Burgess Falls are are ours. Can't recall if we've got any from Standing Stone. But y'all, y'all are getting the calls, so that's pretty neat. So what three words? That's an app. Download it. If you have an emergency and you don't know exactly where you are, if you're hiking and kayaking or whatever, you you get on that app and you say those words and they can find you in a three by three square. The dispatcher would type in those words and it would pull up that exact location on a map. So that, that's a phenomenal to me. So speaking of dispatching, who all do we dispatch for uh, inside the county? Um, all of Put- We take the 911 calls for all of Putnam County, and then we dispatch EMS Fire and Rescue. So Putnam County EMS, you need an ambulance, that's who's going to come. We have five fire departments. Cookville Fire Department is here inside Cookville. All Good, Baxter, and Monterey each have a fire department. Um, Putnam County Fire Department covers everything that's not inside of city limits. Mm-hmm. And then Putnam County Rescue predominantly covers everything that's outside city limits also. Um, but if any of the cities, like every one of those agencies, is just ready to help the other at any time. Yeah, that's a also, great... emergency management agency. Okay. Yeah, that's a great partnership. So part of that communication is based radio, on radio towers, right? Mm-hmm. And we do own radio towers. We have radio towers for 911, and that's important to have. And we also use others, right? I might mess up my information we got. But So who's responsible for maintaining those radio towers? Uh, me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's why I said it. You, we don't give you probably enough credit, Josh, on how that works. But tell us about what goes into making sure radio tower is functioning. So, you know, you got to make sure that, for one, you, you've got a good internet source because a lot of our stuff is IP based that they communicate with each other. So make sure we've got internet, making sure we've got a backup a power source as well, having a generator at those locations uh, that the propane's full. 
that everything's working as it should. Um, you know, there's times you got to get up in the middle of the night to go check a, a generator that's that's not firing or, um, you know, hey, we took a lightning strike and, and figure out those components and, hey, what do we need to get back up and where can we, what can we do in the meantime to make sure that, that we get all the uh, the emergency information out to our responders but also back from the responders. Yeah, there's a lot of work into that, but it's necessary, and we I think we do a pretty good job. You do a pretty good job of maintaining those. Well, it's it's definitely a, a group effort, you know, just, you know, hey, what do we need here? What, you know, Penny and I talk daily about, hey, what do we need? Um, can we do this? Do we have to have somebody come in and do it? So that's that's definitely a, a huge part of it. And remember, we're, those funds providing the services, uh, maintenance to those towers are coming from the surcharges, mm-hmm. right? And yep. I, I I want to get back to that just a second. I meant to say earlier, you I think I was on the board when this happened. But I think it was right when I started. We had this conversation at the board meeting about how landlines were going away, you know, and what were we going to do? And then the legislation come in and changed and, mm-hmm. and made sure that cell phone lines were doing the surcharge. But do you remember that conversation? I remember before we got the current model, I don't remember exactly when it was. Was it, I can't even think of what year that was. But before then, um, cell phones paid a certain surcharge, landlines paid a certain surcharge, and business phones paid a certain one. And then they kind of just made it, everybody's paying the same thing. Josh, you pulled stats not too long ago. What's our percentage of landlines and wireless? Wireless calls come in at 83.79% of wow. 911 calls coming into the center. Wow. Yeah. So the landlines, people using that just doesn't happen as much anymore. Now, we still have a landline, and, and that's because our cell phone service is not always great. So, But it's better where we're at now. Um, and I do want to make sure I put a disclaimer. 911 is not in charge of cell phone towers. <laughs> so if you have bad service, don't call 911 and say, True. I don't have any phone service. Um, so, But, uh, yeah, the, the surcharges have had to evolve over the years because mm-hmm. of, of landlines going away. Um, so... We just passed the budget in Putnam County, and of course I mentioned, um, you know, the the county commission appropriates money every year to nine one one, and that helps co- towards dispatchers. So through this last budget that was approved last month, how did how did the vote uh, this year help the help your office, Penny? So it it gave us all raises. It gave um, dispatchers and admin got raises. Um, everyone at nine one one is very appreciative because, you know, inflation. There's always something you you just never have enough money, you know. So it's yeah, good. Yeah, and and I think the county commission recognized that uh, for all of our people in the county this this past budget that something probably needed to be done to recruit and retain the ones we have. I mean, if you you have a let's talk about your vacancy because I want to talk about retaining employees and recruiting employees. This helps with recruiting, right? Mm-hmm. You have one position open uh, for dispatcher currently mm-hmm. right now, and I know you're going through the hiring process, but people can still apply. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. They can go to the uh, Putnam County official Putnam County site, and there's an employment page on there, and, and and ours is on there. I think County Fire has has a posting on there as well. Uh, so several departments that that are looking for folks. Uh, but yeah, you can go in there, fill out the application. Um, it'll email to us, and we'll go over it. And that, that website is PutnamCountyTN.gov. Yep, go there and look at underemployment on that website. So what are the benefits of coming to work for nine one one? What's what's the benefits look like? Um, it's a it's a competitive salary. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you work seven days on seven seven days. Seven shifts on, seven shifts off. So you've got, you know, one week you're there for seven days. 
and it's a Thursday through Wednesday. But then the next Thursday through Wednesday, you don't even have to answer your phone if we call. You are that free. Right. Um, so a lot of people are able to, you know, do some other part-time job during that time if they need to. Or they're just able to, you know, just go veg out mm-hmm. just to kind of recoup from the week that they had. Um, the county is known for having a really good insurance package, you know, the Blue Cross Blue Shield. And then there are other several other benefits. We have paid, you know, personal time off, um, dental, some dental benefits. It's a really good it's a really good place to work. Yep. TCRS retirement, yep. Tennessee Consolidated. So y'all fall under a lot of the same county benefits for the county benefits. Mm-hmm. But again, you're your own district, your own uh, basically governmental entity where you know, the county mayor appoints the board members, the board member, the board members hire the mm-hmm. director. And, and uh, also the, you, you come to us when you get, got ready to hire Josh, you wanted our mm-hmm. blessing and all that. And so you're, you're letting us know this is who we're hiring. So it's a great relationship, but. Uh, it's not a county like 100% department. It's funded through state, and you have your own board, and they make their decisions, and the commission helps out through funding. So just kind of letting everybody know that. Um, I really appreciate y'all being here. Uh, the value that you bring, you and your staff bring to us with emergency services, answering those phone calls. I know it's a high-stress situation. I personally could not do it. Um, I, I stress out when somebody just calls my phone on regular. So <laughs> I can't imagine it being an emergency phone call. Uh, but I do appreciate y'all being here and the time y'all put towards uh, our county and the work y'all do. I mean, what you're having to maintain with the towers and technology, we're never stagnant, right? We're always upgrading. We're always talking about board meetings. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we have a very active board that's always looking to improve operations. So I appreciate y'all's mm-hmm. effort and, and thank God for y'all. We appreciate it. Yeah. And for our part, for the admin, it's a 24 hour day thing. Yeah, always you, on call. You're always on call. There's never a time where you can just back off and say, nope, I ain't answering my mm-hmm. phone. So I do appreciate that fact. <laughs> this has been Local Matters. I've had Miss Penny Forster and Mr. Josh Womack. Uh, with uh, 911 uh, two times in a row, man. I got it right. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for the, the information, and, and God bless you, and, and we'll continue to work together. Hope everybody enjoyed this show here on Local Matters. This has been Rogers. Remember, it's a lot easier to smile than it is a frown. Make somebody's day. Don't be mean, people. I've seen some meanness this week, and I don't like it. So uh, let's try to be kind to people and, and have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. <laughs>